helping organizations win one veteran at a time. This is the Greencastle Podcast, and now your host, Dan Roberts. This individuality stuff is a bunch of crap. There's a reason why. A master of innovation. The key to this growing is you. Any rational person would give up. I can't disagree with that. Make sure that we're not prisoners of our own experiences. You need a team of great people. We'll not tolerate a loser. What they need is a common vision. Thanks for joining us on another Greencastle podcast episode. Uh, If you've been listening for the past few weeks, we've been going over our guiding principles, Greencastle's guiding principles, and and there are seven of them. Uh, We have service adaptability, leadership, loyalty, teamwork, integrity, and today we're doing enthusiasm. Um, and, And I'm really excited for this conversation because at the very beginning when we were doing service, we had one of our partners, our senior partner on the episode with me, it was Selwyn Evans. And I've asked him back on this episode as well uh, to join us here in the studio um, so that he can dive into the very last one and also just kind of pick up where we left off with any of the other guiding principles that he wants to add um, any comments to or anything like that. So, Selwyn, I really appreciate you joining us here. Um, Let's go ahead and dive right into these. Sure. Well, I I, got to say that um, I listened to the last two podcasts with John Gronsky and, and Craig Williams. They were... Amazing, and I, I I don't know if I'm I'm a <laughs> I can follow up to to that, especially with Craig. He, he was just he was just outstanding. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, I you know I, I agree I with that. I agree with that, but I I I think this is going to be a really good one too, and and we'll explain why later. Um, but I agree they those were kind of dynamite episodes, and, and I and I hope we can continue with that kind of level of um, no pun intended enthusiasm mm-hmm. um, on this sure, show. Sure. Um, so, so let's go ahead and just dive right in. We, we've introduced you already in the second episode. And if, if folks, you haven't listened to that second episode, um, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Um, Selwyn is our senior partner. He's one of the founders. He, uh, retired after 22 years, um, in the army. He served as a ranger. Um, so he brings a, an incredible depth of knowledge, um, uh, of the of the military decision making process uh, of of business aspects as well. Um, so yeah, so anything you want to add to that? Sure, sure. I mean, so we're we're talking about guiding principles, and guiding principles are values, and why values are are so important in the military, in our personal lives, and in business is that if give, given a situation, Dan, you can make. A hundred decisions, but when you apply values, that hundred decisions goes down to to twenty five. And the decisions that you make, right? They then drive the actions that you're going to take. The actions that you take define your character, mm-hmm. and your character reflects your values. Sure. So, you know, in the military, we're always being, you know, they're always talking about, you know, your, the values, the Army values. And it was pretty interesting because I, I, yesterday when I was flying home, uh, I knew we were going to talk about enthusiasm today. And so I was like, well, let me go back and get, what's the genesis of the Greencastle values, the salty, and, and enthusiasm? Greencastle started in 1997 
We didn't define our guiding principles until 1999. And it's because, why did we define them? Well, well, the Army said it was important that you know your values. So we thought as an organization, if we want to grow and and be consistent, we want to be able to define what are our values. So again, given a situation, so you have consistency as an organization. So I remember meeting over a couple a couple of days, and there were four or five of us, and we sat down and we said, all right, here are my personal values. Every, everyone had their personal values. And, oh, by the way, here are the Army values. And we talked about it. And over the course of those meetings, we came down to six. There are seven now. Uh, we added leadership uh, a few years ago. But... How enthusiasm made it to the to the top six? That was one of one of my personal values, and, and a couple of the other uh, the other folks. So, why enthusiasm for me? I was commissioned in 1985, and I got commissioned through ROTC. And for an entire year, we used this publication called How to Lead by the Infantry School. And one of the sections were, here are the 16 traits of a leader. Things like courage and bearing, integrity, so on and so forth. And on that list was enthusiasm. And when we were talking about enthusiasm, you know, what did it mean and what's the definition? I thought back to when I was a private. Because prior to to uh, ROTC, I was an enlisted soldier, and I was a I was a Ford observer. And when you start off as a Ford observer, <laughs> you, as a private, you're not directing artillery fire. You're an RTO. You're the guy who's carrying this, carrying that, <laughs> digging the fighting positions. And we had this captain. He inspired me to go to Ranger School. Um, but this guy had enthusiasm. I mean, he was he was sincere about being optimistic. Even when there were setbacks or things, we had to move firing positions like, oh, crap, I got to tear down. I'm the guy who has to do it. And he just, how important, you know, my job was in the team. And as a fire support team, you know, that, you know, we made everybody else look good. Like whatever the, the gun crews did, how they sighted in, put in their position or the fire direction control center, come up with a solution. We bring it all together. And he made us feel important. And he was just very sincere. And the thing about enthusiasm is you can kind of equate it to bringing energy in. Well, the opposite of enthusiasm or the the antithesis of that is FIBA. False enthusiasm, BS attitude. And that's like the cheerleader guy. You know, it's like he's, it's the same all the time. Well, when you're enthusiastic about something, it's like it, it, you go with the ebb and flow of the situation. And having experienced that, you know, watching that leader, it's like, you know, that's something that I really valued because it really, I saw how it moved me and it moved my fire support team, you know, to go and do what we needed to do the right way. So that was sure. That's how that, that 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 started for me, and we talked about it at Greencastle. It's like, yep, 
that's going to be one of our values. No, that's great because that's going to set up our conversation for today absolutely perfectly um, because a lot of these questions that I, that I have for you and a lot of the conversation that I would like to stem from those questions um, is your thought process behind it and, and, and what drew you to those conclusions. So I appreciate you setting this up. I mean, I, we couldn't have teed, a, teed that up any better. So I appreciate that. Let's, uh, let's just take a step back, um, and you talked about early on in the Greencastle days, all that kind of stuff. Can you just kind of give us a history of some of the, some of the big contracts we've done or some of the companies that we have worked for? Sure, sure. Green, Greencastle started in the energy market. Our very first client was Pico Energy. And we just happened to be there uh, at the time when the market was going through what's called deregulation. And as folks moved from one company, you know, left Pico, they went somewhere else, we had an opportunity to then work for those utility companies. So we worked for ComEd, ConEd, Baltimore Gas and Electric, Duke. Uh, we've all worked all the way out to the West Coast for British Columbia uh, Hydro. Um, and... I mean, it's just, it's amazing how when the word kind of gets around and it's its all because that you're doing an honest day's work and doing it in a way that's consistent. Sure. Um, and then from uh, working in the, uh, the, the energy market, you know, we had an opportunity to then as people move from one company to the other or you're working with a vendor you know they want you to come and help them with uh, their projects so we work for companies like General Electric Comcast uh, Lockheed working for a company initially it was uh, Mercy uh, Healthcare and they had an opportunity to do something in the Delaware Valley and we had the opportunity to work with all of the CEOs of the hospital systems within the Delaware Valley. And because of what we did and how we did it, we then had an opportunity to work uh, with them. Hmm. So that was pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, on, the, on the healthcare side, we've had an opportunity to work with Columbia, um, University of Pennsylvania, Mainline, Christiana, uh, Temple. Um, it's just how when you do, uh, you know, a good job, how the word just uh, spreads and you go from company sure. uh, to company. Sure. So okay. That's cool. excellent. Yeah, we do actually have a, a larger repertoire than I even know about. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of companies in there that I, I had no idea mm-hmm. that we actually did stuff for. So that's great. Okay, so so let's get into this enthusiasm thing. Um, we define enthusiasm as energetic and optimistic, persistent and able to maintain a good attitude despite obstacles and setbacks. So I'm not, uh, and, I, and I've told Selwyn this, I'm not really going to beat around the bush. I, I did have a, t- a difficult time um, trying to explain enthusiasm to people when they talk about our guiding principles. Um, to me, and I, and I am I'm learning quickly because uh, of Selwyn's introduction here, I'm learning quickly that I could be very, very wrong. 
Um, but, but to me, it's not quite the same as our other guiding principles. Military members don't necessarily inherently have that when they go into the military. And now I'm learning that, you know, obviously, um, by Selwyn's description earlier, military members are learning this, whether I knew it or not. Um, they do learn in some way, shape, or form to be enthusiastic. And, and yeah, Dan, it's, it's being upbeat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when the... Look, it's easy to sail a boat, a ship when the wind's to your back. Hmm. But when it's not, you have to get those things, positive energy, enthusiasm, you know, to get your team moving all in the same direction. Sure. And you think about in, on the projects, projects that we work on, there's only one thing that I can guarantee is that there's going to be change. Sure. You're going to have change in your requirements. You're going to have change that, that drives change in your scope. Your budget's going to change. Your timeline's going to change. Something that you put a tremendous amount of effort in to create today, all of a sudden, one of those changes occurs. It's like, ah, we have to do something. We got to change it. We have to put a, the same amount of effort in to recreate a schedule or our scope or Whatever. Absolutely. And when you're leading as a project manager or facilitating that team, it's being optimistic. It's being upbeat. It's like, yeah, here's an obstacle. It's a setback. Got it? All right. You know, it's what we're doing is important. So absolutely, we have to do it. And, and that's enthusiasm. Hmm. And I love that explanation. I, I do. I love that explanation because I've never even thought about it that way before. Um, because you're right, even by our definition here, it's uh, persistent, able to maintain a good attitude despite the obstacles and setbacks. Yes. And that's perfect. And again, I think uh, um, in this, even in the course of this conversation, I'm learning things that make veterans valuable that I had never thought of before. And sure. that's the whole point of the podcast. Right. I mean, folks who are, are, are hiring veterans, um, understand that, that veterans in the military they're always moving you to be a leader. And veterans have many, many hours of formal leadership training and tons of experience, hmm. practical world experience of being a leader. And one of the things that, you know, in terms of ties into enthusiasm is that when your commander makes a decision, and we always say that, you know, behind closed doors, it's your job to agree or disagree, mm -hmm. and to make sure that 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 commander is making the best decision. Now, whether you agree with it or not, once you walk out of that door, you own a good leader owns that decision, mm. and an an employee enthusiasm. It's like, nope, I didn't agree to go to the field today because it's raining or to do this mission because of whatever. No. If you have enthusiasm, own it. It's yours. Be excited about it. Sure. Excellent. No, that's excellent. Awesome. So we've had a lot of contracts, um, and we've worked with a lot of different countries, many uh, companies, excuse me. Many of those contracts were contracts within the same company um, where we just maybe expanded our offering. Uh, do you think that was a result of our the enthusiasm that we have in our work, our skill, maybe both? Well, Dan, I think it's, again, kind of go back to um, the big picture. Greencastle, you know, there's, there's 
we have a unique culture. I mean, we're we're all veterans. Mm-hmm. We all have this the same. We subscribe to the same values. So therefore, kind of go back to what I said. Given a situation, you can make a hundred decisions. You sure. apply these values, so you get you know consistency. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that's um, we bring from our military background is that not only do we focus on the objective, we focus on intent, or what we call the customer's definition of success. Okay. So in, if you can consistently do that and have positive outcomes, you know, you're going to get the opportunity because we're focusing not on our success we focus on on their success. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't be successful unless you are successful. Yeah, absolutely. And if we can consistently do that, you know, hopefully we'll continue to have uh, opportunities because folks will see it. That we're not in it for for us. We're sure. in it for them. Sure. Excellent. Very good. So uh, I love that the definition specifies that not only the energy and optimism that we that we talked about before. Um, the point that. Attitude matters. I love the fact that we bring out the point that attitude matters. Um, maybe a common sense answer, but why does the attitude matter so much? I mean, why, what's the difference in having a good attitude? And again, this is probably just a common sense, common sense answer. Well, let me, let, me, let me ask you that question. I mean, okay. you're, I mean, think about it like this. When you are working for someone or with someone, do you prefer to work with someone who has a good attitude? Sure. A neutral attitude or a bad attitude. Right. No, you're absolutely correct because yeah. I've had plenty of experiences in working with folks that and, – and it's funny how a bad attitude um, brings the entire team down. Absolutely. You know, somebody who just has a negative outlook on life will get others thinking negatively. But somebody who has a positive outlook on life, that positive attitude, gets others thinking positively. Right. A, lo- a rising tide lifts all boats. Sure. And That's if, good. And, and, you know, if you – are that spark. You know, you're the person who's who's picking up because look, there is adversity, there's change all the time. And again, if you apply it enthusiasm, you're overcoming those setbacks and those obstacles. Sure. Man, that's good. That's really good. And I and I love the analogy you threw in there, the rising tide lifts all boats. That's perfect. So uh, How do the rest of our guiding principles then fit in with this one? I mean, obviously, we have the leadership, we have loyalty, uh, teamwork, uh, adaptability service, all that, all of those. Is is it natural that anybody that's, that that most people that are good in leadership or good in loyalty or good in adaptability are also going to be enthusiastic about what they do? Is that natural or is that, again, just something, uh, another guiding principle that we need to make sure that we're adhering to separately from the rest? Sure. Okay. Talk about a situation. We have, uh, we just, as a team, spent the last week working 10 hours a day create a schedule and all of a sudden the timeline changes the scope changes and this in this in the schedule is no longer valid well given that situation you could do a lot of things you can complain about it you can say how someone did something wrong to again apply the value of enthusiasm it's like all right there's an obstacle there's a setback I want to be optimistic 
and move the team forward. So it's, all right, I'm going to make the decision now to be upbeat or to show it's like, all right, you know what? That schedule we'd worked on last week was good, but we're going to apply the learnings. It's not going to take us as long. We're going to apply those learnings, and we are going to create an awesome schedule. That last one was good. Hmm. Now we're going to create an awesome one. Sure. So it's like it's, it's, again, given that situation, when you apply enthusiasm, it throws away 75 of them, and yeah. we're going to focus on ones that are oriented towards being optimistic. Sure. So it seems like a really good leaders, not only when they are adaptable, or not only when they apply the service, or not only when they use their teamwork, they're enthusiastic about what they're doing. Sure. They keep that good attitude, and that's what kind of makes them a good leader. That's what inherently makes them a good leader versus maybe not so good. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll I'll circle all the way back to when I was in ROTC and learning about, so here are the traits, here are the traits of a leader, and there were 16 of them. Yeah, sure. And we discussed them and talked about them, and it's like, yeah, some things are very, um, like, bearing. I mm-hmm. get it. Or integrity. Yeah, courage. absolutely. And, but when you look at some of the fine things, like enthusiasm, it's like, yeah. And, and apply that to and reflect on your personal experiences. You can kind of, you know, draw out, yeah. You know, the, I, I, I see the connection. Sure. So it's... You know, from a leader perspective, I don't know, the Army, is there 16, is there 20, is there 10? Right. Whatever the number is. It's like it's, it's those things. It's, it's that broad spectrum of things that, as a leader, you have to be good at. One of them is, is, is humor, humility, hmm. tact. Interesting. It's, it's, we pull all those things together. And, you know, from a, from a veteran's uh, perspective, is... When you go into a, you know, a workplace, whether they have published their values or not, try to under, think about what, what, what do they value. In, and if you can then use that to shape your decisions and, your, and, and, and then drive your actions, it, it, it shows how you're fitting in, how you're a team player or, or how you're leading. Mm. Or if the organization – or there are values – broad organizationally there are values within a team there are values within an individual and just and and connect with that Hmm. because we know from from our our military experiences as how important that is and you've seen it so just take those learnings and, and apply it to the situation that you're that you're in cool excellent that's good that's really good folks and i love i love that all of our all of our guiding principles really fit together so well uh, and obviously it's a tribute to, to to you and the founders and, and whomever else you know helped to come up with those the original employees but I, I love how well they fit together um, yeah it's it's let's let's collectively you know as a, as a team say here are our guiding principles and they not may not Dan enthusiasm may not be on the top of your list. Sure, but it's like you know what, as a team, that's on the list. So therefore, I will use that, and again, make in in, in helping me make the decisions that I make in doing what I'm doing. Sure, man. Okay, cool. So let's speak to veterans. 
and I know I know we basically have been through this whole thing, but let's talk about what they can do better in this area. Uh, many veterans don't naturally display enthusiasm, maybe. Um, maybe they do based on the military learning that they have um, or, or, or based on our definition of meaning, maintaining that good attitude despite obstacles. Maybe they do have that. But is it important for a veteran to display his or her enthusiasm when, when they're applying or interviewing for a job? I mean, is that something they can really bring home for us? Yeah, I mean, look, enthusiasm um, takes many shapes. It could be that you're genuinely interested in an individual. You're genuinely interested in the organization. Mm-hmm. It can be that you know you have you're in, you, you have energy at the right time at the right place, and to be able to when whether it's in the interview process or you know you're you know on the job is to do those things that you saw, hmm. you know when when look in the military you get pretty crappy situations in places and environments. Sure. It's like yeah. You know what? You know what did my leaders do? And, and bring that forward to the to the workplace, and it will just make you, you know, more valuable. Sure. To that organization. Sure. And I think that's a, I think that's a good point to make too. Is that um, don't apply for a job that you can't get enthusiastic about. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, just because you need a job, I get it, you know, but in the same sense, if you can't get enthusiastic about a job, then you're not going to enjoy being there long, it seems like. Then it's right. It, 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 it's, it's work. Sure. And it's like you, you dread going and you dread coming and it's just um, it's not good. Sure. Then, I forget what the thing is. Something if you find something that you like, you never go to work. Yeah, I had a professor. Work, yeah, uh, I had a professor that used to say that an individual that loves his job will never work a day in their life. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel about what I do here. I always say, folks, I I love what I do. It's like my hobby. It's it's, um, huh. yeah. So find something you're enthusiastic about. Find something. Find a job that you can really get behind, because that's really gonna it's gonna be obvious when you go in for that interview if that's something you really want to do. Yes. Okay, cool. So, okay, so that really answers that question perfectly. Um, veterans, just, just let me recap that. If you're going in for an interview, obviously uh, when, you, when you send out applications, and we talked about this on a previous episode, um, the one with Greg Mansker, um, you may be applying for 100 or 200 jobs or whatever because you need a job. Um, but the point that Greg brought out, and, and someone is now here bringing out the same point from a different angle, um, is, is really hammer out those 5, 10, 20 jobs that you're super interested in and focus on your resumes, tailor your resume, tailor your cover letter or whatever for those companies specifically trying to get in there. And again, I understand I've been in the position that, you know, I'm, I'm either exiting the military or making a transition and I just need a job. So I just send out as many resumes as I possibly can. But I was under that false pretense that, you know, obviously I just need to send out the same resume to everybody. But find a job that you can find, find, a, find a company that you can get enthusiastic about and, and, and tailor your resume, tailor your cover letter toward those. And then when you go to your interview, it's just going to be natural for you to be enthusiastic about what you're hoping to do. 
Um, so I think that's, thank you, Selwyn. I, I really appreciate that, um, th- those thoughts. You have an extensive history of working for, um, uh, I'll call them civilian employers. Really, it's clients. Yep. Um, most employers nowadays are committed to hiring veterans or have some sort of veteran hiring program. Uh, is there anything you want for, for, for hiring managers to know specifically? So this is outside of the veteran realm, just for hiring managers to know maybe about veterans. Yeah, I mean, if folks in the military, leadership is it, it, it's something that you're, you're trained on, you're exposed to, and you're always striving to be a leader or the next leader. And it, you know, when we say leadership, it means something in the military. We all have, you know, here's that definition. So from a hiring manager, if you're advertising that, you know, you're looking for a leadership role and you hire a veteran, there are certain expectations that come along with that Mm. and and if it doesn't uh if it doesn't mesh up it's it's truly not you know a leadership role that um i've i've heard and i've seen there's a a a big disconnect um with the veteran uh and the and the employer Mm. interesting that's good that's really good so Anything else you want for veterans or hiring managers alike to know? Any, anything maybe we haven't covered? Anything even regarding our past guiding principles that you just think, you know, I've listened to these episodes and I, I, I think there's something that we can really hammer on. Yeah, Dan, I'll, I'll conclude with this. We've talked about the seven, you know, guiding principles. When given a situation, you can make a hundred decisions. Mm-hmm. But when you apply value, values, the guiding principles, it reduces that number to a smaller number of decisions that you can make. And the decisions that you make drive the actions that you're going to take. Mm-hmm. Those actions really shape your, what your character is. And then your character is a direct reflection of your values. Sure. So know what your, what your personal values are, what the organization's values are, and use that in your decision-making. Cool. And if you could do that and be consistent at it, you're, you're going to be successful. Excellent. Very good. And I, and I know you've brought that out a couple of times, even on the second episode that you were a part of, you brought that, that point out. So, I mean, if it's okay with you, I, I think I'm going to quote you on that one. Um, again, I, it's an excellent, excellent point to make how, how all of those decisions and then the, and then finally the decision that you make reflects your character, which is a direct reflection of your values. That's that's perfect. And again, if it's okay with you, I think mm-hmm. I'll quote you on that one. Um, well, someone, this has been great. This has been absolutely an awesome end to our guiding principles. Just a, just a way to tie everything together. It's, it, it almost seems like uh, enthusiasm is kind of the glue that holds everything together. Um, and I could be maybe missing the mark on that one, but that's just kind of what it seems like. Um, obviously, you need to have integrity. You need to ha- be adaptable. You need to be loyal to the right things. You, you need to have good leadership abilities. Um, but if you apply enthusiasm to any one of those, it just seems like you'll just go even that much farther. Um, so, so I really appreciate this conversation. This is... 
been enlightening to me, and I hope it's going to be really enlightening to the folks that are listening. So, so thank you. And Dan, thanks for uh, for uh, facilitating these uh, podcasts. I've really enjoyed them. Um, it's every one that I listen to, I pick up a, a little something mm-hmm. uh, different. And all the folks that you had, uh, the, the, their stories, you know, their angle, I, I I truly enjoyed it. So, thank you. Cool, excellent. Thank you very much. And and and. Folks, for you listening, uh, our next ones, since we since we uh, are talking about um, the people that we've had on, our next ones are, are with Justin Constantine. Um, and I really think those are going to be great just to kind of also to tie these together. But um, I, I'm with you. I think every time I go back and listen to these, I learn something new. Um, and I think with Justin Constantine, I think maybe after his, we'll just kind of go back and do a, an episode on lessons learned through these past, uh, it'll be 10 episodes by that point. Um, so I think we'll just go do a, a lessons learned and, and uh, kind of round out all of these with that and then just move on from there to how we can grow, how, how we can grow businesses through hiring veterans. So thank you. Thank you again, Selwyn. Thank you, uh, folks, for listening. Uh, we'll see you again next time. Um, be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, it's podcast at greencastleconsulting.com. We're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, anything like that. So, so please uh, join us there. Thanks, folks. Well, that was my conversation with Selwyn Evans, and that actually wraps up our seven guiding principles. I hope you understand Greencastle a little better now if you have listened to all of these. If you haven't listened to all these, just I encourage you to go back and listen to them. Um, again, I think there's so much value that these different individuals provide uh, that, that it really is worth your time to go back and listen to them. Um, again, folks, really, I, I really appreciate you joining us for these. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe. Uh, maybe leave a good review. This just helps us to get our word out there, to get our um, the, the word that, that veterans bring value. Uh, this is really what we want to want, want to impress upon people is that veterans really do bring value, and businesses can win through hiring veterans. Um, so join us again next time. I'm really excited about next time. We have a a, um, a guest on. Uh, his name is Justin Constantine. If you've never heard of Justin Constantine, you need to look him up. Um, just do a Google search, find some of the uh, recordings that he's done. He's done some TED Talks, um, at least one that I know of anyway, uh, and there's probably more, to be honest with you. Um, he does motivational speaking. He, he's a former Marine, um, and he was wounded um, while deployed. He uh, was actually shot in the face. Um, And he's going to tell his story next time, and it's a really, really powerful story. Um, So join us for that. Again, if you've never heard of him, please look him up. He's got some awesome material out there. He's written a book, um, and I think he's on his second one um, that he would like to tell you about while he's on the show. Um, But please uh, join us again. Uh, We'll be releasing that in two weeks, and I think we're going to use him for maybe two episodes um, just so that he can get his full story in without us having to to make it two hours long or more. Um, so, yeah, join us for that. Really, really would like to have you back. I'm really excited for that conversation. But that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, if you need any information whatsoever, again, I've put this out there before, but podcast at greencastleconsulting.com. Um, we've gotten a couple of emails from people, so... Uh, 
send in your email, send in your question uh, questions. I would be glad to either answer them or find somebody that can answer them. Or if you'd like to get into contact with any of the previous folks that have been on the show, um, either look up their contact information in the show notes or just email us and I'll give it to you. Um, yeah, so, so we'd love for you to be able to connect with these people. We'd love to be able to answer your questions if you have any. Um, so please feel free to do that. But for now, I'm Dan Roberts and we'll talk to you next time. 